Hello, my name's Ian Forth, and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. you will have spotted that that's not the usual theme music to Sombrero Fallout. Indeed, it's a track by The Fall, and you might be wondering, was the universe come off its rails? Why on earth would The Fall be uh, substituting for the normal music? Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, and some of you may not still, um, a day or two ago, Marky Smith of The Fall died, passed on, whichever word we want to use. He is no longer with us. He is an ex-Fall member. Um, and the world is a sadder place for it, of course. So, what to do when the leader of the best band the world's ever known uh, passes on to the other side? We throw open Sombrero Fallout to a tribute episode, of course we do. Um, and where better place to start than almost right at the beginning of the Fall Legacy.
was how I wrote Elastic Man for a single from 1980. And for those of you unfamiliar with The Fall, surely, surely that can't be the case. But I do understand that they may not have crossed the paths of everybody. You're going to have to forgive me if from time to time I quote some of the lyrics. That song, How I Wrote Elastic Man, was in fact about a, a science fiction writer who'd had one big hit uh, with Plastic Man from many years earlier and was struggling to follow it and it didn't help that all his uh, fans thought he'd written the book Elastic Man. So here's a little sample from, from the lyrics there. His last work was Space Mystery in the Daily Mail, an article in Leather Thighs. The only thing real is waking and rubbing your eyes. So I'm resigned to bed. I keep bottles and comics stuffed by its head. Fuck it, let the beard grow. I'm too tired. I'll do it tomorrow. The fridge is sparse. But in the town, they'll stop me in the shoppies. Verily, they'll track me down, touch my shoulder, and ignore my dumb mission and sick, red-faced smiles. And they will ask me, and they will ask me how I wrote Elastic Man. Yes, I remember, well, I remember hearing that on uh, John Peel, the John Peel Show, the legendary English DJ many years ago, and thinking... My goodness me, it doesn't get much better than that. Here's another single from a few years later, from, from the mid-80s. This one's called Cruiser's Creek. What really went on there? We only have this excerpt. Tilted. 
That's Cruiser's Creek from 1985 during one of those brief periods when Marky Smith and the Fall flirted uh, with mainstream popularity. A great big killer riff there. Never lasted long. They headed back to the margins as soon as possible before again emerging for one of their brief periods of popularity again. One of the reasons that uh, we had this yo-yo effect with the fall, I think, was because Marky Smith was, is, was, perhaps, the most paranoid man in the whole of uh, rock and roll music. And uh, I think it's, <clears throat> you'll forgive me, I'm just going to quote uh, a little story that emerged over the last few days from Matt Osman, who was, uh, who was in Suede, and he said, I have a Marky Smith story, actually. Back in the day, Suede got asked to support the fall on a couple of dates, to a man we were massive fans and very excited to be asked. Everyone told us he could be rough on support bands, but he was great. Lots of time to sound check. He was friendly, helpful, told us to come straight to him with any problem. The shows were great, his crowd were great, the four were great. Uh, on our way home in the van, we were listening to Richard Skinner on the radio, and he had an interview with Mark. We listened in intently, especially when Skinner asked, Do you like um, any of the new bands who are calling you an influence? Mark said, uh, like who? Skinner asked, well, like Suede. There was a perfectly timed beat. Never heard of them. Yeah, so <laughs> that was uh, the story of Marquis Smith and his relationship with other bands. A man who notoriously hated musicians, which you'd have thought was a bit of a drawback for a lead singer of a band, but anything but. Uh, the four produced 32 albums during the course of their magnificent career and we're just going to go forward in time to I think it was about 1999 with the LP The Unutterable and this is a slight change of tempo now and for those who say oh the fall just an unlistable racket it all sounds the same this is really quite different shows the paranoid side uh, side of Mark Marky Smith but also a really thoughtful reflective track called Dr Buck's Letter Approximately 10, 15 days 
Dr. Box Lesser. Cheer myself up. Put the radio on. Get the magazine. Out. And read about the essence of Tonga. Checklist. I never leave home without. I wear them all year around and seem to need them more often. It's a habit. Music, cassettes, CDs. Three palm pilots. It's my lifeline. I think it's my PA's computer. She runs my diary and I download it. Four mobile phones. Five Amex card. They made such a fuss about giving it to me, but I, I spent more time getting it turned down. I was in the realm of the essence of Tonga. was Dr. Buck's letter from 1999, maybe 2000, somewhere around there. Uh, sounded like that was going to be a great incarnation of the fall. They finally got themselves back together again after one of the most long-lived units uh, had split up two or three years previously. And then, for no accountable reason whatsoever, uh, Mark completely dissolved that formation of the group. But going back a few years, back to the mid-80s, uh, there was a, a reasonably stable unit uh, forming for many, many years around the bass player Steve Hanley and the guitarist uh, Craig Scanlon. And if you saw the band from late 80s, uh, early 90s, they often towards the end of the set or as an encore as I recall, uh, played a very, very elongated version uh, of the following song, which was itself an evolution of the song Hit Priest from the classic Hex Induction Hour album. Uh, this is Big New Prince. Check the record. 
by The Fall from 1988, which was both a single and part of the uh, ballet, which was formed at Sadler's Wells called uh, I Am Curious Orange, uh, which Marky Smith got together with the modern dancer and his troupe, Michael Clark. Uh, I saw it a couple of times. It was uh, an extraordinary performance. Very good indeed. Not quite what you'd expect. But when did we ever get what we expected from The Fall? As John Peel, the DJ, said... They don't always give you what you want, but they do give you what you need. And at this point, it's, al- it's also uh, compulsory to say, as John Peel put it, always different, always the same. Now, my Facebook feed, keeping up with the times, has been uh, populated to, to a very great extent with messages of condolence, uh, for which thank you very much indeed. I do appreciate them. Sometimes from people I hadn't heard from uh, for a very long time who know of my affinity for the fall. And my, my good friend Guy, from, from, from way back when, uh, back in England, he posted his own little tribute this morning in the form of this uh, most unusual full song uh, called, coming from a time, uh, the, around about the time of the death of Marquis Smith's own father. If you think you know the fall and you think they're a big old noisy racket, then have a listen to this. Of my 
dressed today as if for riding school. Your legs are so cool. You came twice. You The greatest times of my life These are the biggest times of my life These are the greatest times of my life These are the biggest times of my life This is the greatest time of my life are the biggest times of my life This is the greatest time of my life These are the biggest times of my life This is the finest time of my life These are the greatest times of my life Bill is Dead by The Fall from the early 90s and the track which I seem to recall topped John Peel's annual festive 50 of listeners' favourite tracks uh, from that particular year. And if you think The Fall are a rock band or a kraut rock band or a post-punk band or a rockabilly band, they yes, they were all of those things. But one overlooked aspect uh, of The Fall is they were an art rock band as well, and that art rock sensibility was rooted in a very specific northern uh, aesthetic. And part of that uh, aesthetic <coughs> was what one might call um, serendipity. So, for example, in the following rather abstract and highly unusual um, track, and there's nothing really else like it in The Fall canon, but there isn't in anybody else's canon either, uh, Marky Smith left the tape recorder running over the track he, he was recording and picked up what was, what was on the radio. So he just interspersed it into the song. And of course, um, this being the fall, it uh, worked brilliantly. It's part of a trifecta of tracks from This Nation's Saving Grace, um, preceded uh, by My New House and postseded, if I can put it that way, by Amo, I Am Damo Suzuki which uh, was a tribute to the great can singer. But anyway, uh, back to this track. It's called Paintwork. We're going to twice all the way around those, those things. Two, two high ones, two, two low ones. Yeah. Yeah. Right then. Sometimes I say, hey Mark, you're spoiling all the paintwork. And sometimes I say, 
track from This Nation's Saving Grace from 1985, which for some people is the high point of fooldom. Not mine personally, as it happens, but that's the nature of the fall. Everyone's got their own favourite era. And that came right at the end of uh, that came right at the end of the golden period, if you like, from 1980 to 1985. It was something of a what you might call a musical collage, and not surprisingly, therefore, it was called paintwork. Now, uh, I did threaten at the beginning of the program, every now and again, um, I would be quoting Marky Smith's amazing lyrics, and I'm, I'm going to do the same again right now because uh, there was a period right when I started listening to The Fall for the first time and I was blown away by the the, com- the complexity, the brilliance, the poetry of uh, early Fall. You stop doing that after a while. But um, particularly on Grotesque, the 1980 album, that is, that's, a, that's, that's an LP which is absolutely over-brimming with ideas and, and with lyrics. Maybe my all-time favourite Fall LP, maybe a good place for you to start if you like that, that vibe and... Uh, who in their right mind wouldn't? Here's a track which features the lyrics, Peter Cook's jokes, bad dope, check shirts, lousy groups, point their fingers at America, down pokey quaint streets in Cambridge, cycles our distance, spastic heritage. Just a little flavour there. This is a, a two-minute vortices blast called English Scheme.
man resides in Welsh green masquerades on Welsh ca caravans. But the Monty hides in curtains, grey, blackish cream, all the paintings you recall, all the sidestepped cars, all the brutish laughs from the flat and the wild dog downstairs. Sometimes forgotten that Marky Smith um, was president of the Arthur Macken Society, who's um, now slightly forgotten about sci-fi writer, Welsh sci-fi writer from the uh, early part of the 20th century. And um, less surprisingly, Marky Smith had a very keen interest in science fiction. Even during the last year of his life, when he was really quite ill, uh, he contented himself with reading old sci-fi journals. particularly fascinated with Philip K. Dick, although typically as well. He was less than happy with uh, interpretations um, of his films, particularly The Man in the, the High Tower, although he did have a soft spot for Total Recall, almost perversely. That was Leave the Capital from Slates, Slags, etc., by The Fall from 1981, preceded by English Scheme from the album Grotesque from 1980. Now, this was a track I put on my own Facebook feed uh, when the news came, tragic news came through. It's from the mid-80s, and appropriately it's called Living Too Late.
Living Too Late by the Fall, a single from 1985. Of course, um, the fall turned out to be hugely influential on a great number of bands in the sense they formed the template for indie rock along with one or two other great bands such as the Pixies. Um, bands like Guided by Voices, the Arctic Monkeys, Pavement in particular, Sonic Youth who did a, um, an, a session for John Peel's show entirely of um, fall covers. Other bands too numerous to mention, but not so numerous that I won't be doing a Influence of the Fall uh, follow-up um, podcast next time round on Sombrero Fallout. But in turn, uh, Marky e. Smith acknowledged uh, his own somewhat na- somewhat uh, limited but uh, the array of influences, which featured uh, Lou Reed, the Sonics, um, Bo Diddley certainly, and the Bo Diddley riff he recycled many times um, over the years. And uh, the following artist, uh, Iggy Pop, well not the following artist, but the song Passenger by Iggy Pop was recycled in such a way as you would barely recognize it into the following fairly late uh, fall song from 2003 from the album The Real New Fall LP, referring to the fact that the original had been leaked onto the internet, brackets, a.k.a. Country on the Click. This is Janet, Johnny and James.
Send Definitive Strife Knot from the classic Perverted by Language album from 1983 to finish tonight's programme. Before that, you heard Janet, Johnny and James from the real new full LP, a.k.a. Country on the Click from 1983. There's been a lot of uh, tears shed. It's no um, overstatement to uh, say that that's the case from a lot of people today. Normally we wouldn't go in for um, getting really upset about people we've we've never known, but honestly, um, when you've spent uh, as much time as many of us have, 32 LPs, up to 90 additional LPs, all those singles, all those gigs, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gigs. I was fortunate enough to see the fall first time round in 1982 at the peak of their powers uh, in Oxford, a very, very memorable gig. Indeed, a gig at which that very last track was played and I saw them maybe 20 25 times over the years and the very last time was uh, in uh, Melbourne in well, it must have been about three years ago and I was very lucky to see them twice in Melbourne I've saw them in many different cities uh, over the years still just as impressive all those years on still a fantastic live experience and what a magnificent legacy uh, to leave behind I'm very glad to see that the British media, uh, at least, have um, treated the death of Marquis e. Smith and the, as, as an absolutely um, iconic uh, event in the history of music. And maybe now people will begin to realise in the mainstream and beyond quite what a, an amazing, um, what an amazing body of music he leaves behind, and and what a legacy it is. It's just a big old nasty racket still to some people, but for many of us it was oh so much more than that thank you for listening tonight uh, that was sombrero fallout's tribute to marky smith of the fall who passed on on 24th of january uh, 2018 if you're listening to this in some unspecified time in the future next week um or in a couple of weeks time or maybe whenever i get a little bit of time i'm, I'm just in a little bit of flux on work at the minute um, I will be playing out an episode of all the bands that were influenced by The Fall. And uh, people were very generous with the commentary on how helpful they found and great entertaining they found the Craftwork Legacy episode. So hopefully you'll, um, you'll find the same with The Fall Legacy episode to come in the extremely near future. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support. If you uh, like what you've heard and want to see some other episodes, go to sombrerofallout.com and uh, have a scroll down, see what takes your fancy. There's a blog and a track list uh, for each of the episodes. Welcome to 2018. It wasn't the welcome to 2018 that any of us were hoping for. But let's celebrate. Let's celebrate what's gone before. Hours not to look back, hours to celebrate the crack. 
as Marky Smith himself said, on Fantastic Life. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back very soon. From Sombrero Fallouts, from our tribute to Marky Smith. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and good night. <laughs>